Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 22 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am a geeky mom and I am currently buried in snow, or at least my house is almost. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's fun stuff, which we can talk about in a few minutes. I'm joined by fellow geeky mom, Regina Menemy. Who's not buried in snow. Not buried in snow. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, Stephen Dutzman, um, who's editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming, has snow as well. Yes. Hey, how's it going? It's so funny. Our weather is like the same. When does that happen? (laughs) Wrong, because we're Um, on opposite sides of the country. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, welcome, welcome to my hell. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I know what it's like. You know, I grew up outside of Cleveland, so, you know, I know what it's like. But, like, what we've had here in Seattle would have been bad for Cleveland. It's just – it's so crazy. Um, and I'm so over it. So over it. Like, I was telling Regina, we haven't left the house except for to, like, go outside in the yard and play for a week. It's cabin fever. It yeah. is, yes. Um, with a child who has not had school. Um uh, she had some school last week, but um, has not had school this week. And odds are, she's not going to have school tomorrow, um, because the roads are still just terrible. Um, and a few people are out there listening that are be like, "Oh, Seattle, you know, you guys get a little bit of snow and you freak out." I would like to point out that Seattle is very hilly, yeah. which is something that the Midwest and Northeast generally don't have to deal with. Like, except for like, if you're in Vermont, I know Vermont has mountains and whatnot, um, but, but the most of those areas, fewer people exactly <laughs> in Vermont than there are in Maine, like the places where it's hilly and snowy yeah. don't have 4.5 million people living in 50 miles. Yes. So there's also that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons we've been inside is like Isaac was trying to go to work last Tuesday and he slid down the hill by our house in uh, the new car. And so he's like, uh, nope. <laughs> and yeah. nope, I'm out. Not going to do that again. Um, he's possibly thinking about maybe going in tomorrow, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah. This is so it's uh, yeah. I'm going to the West Coast to get away from this crap. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to global climate change. I know, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Watching it in Seattle, because I'm outside Portland, so we had we had two days. We had a we had a big snowstorm. We had a small snowstorm that I canceled class for because my students I'm I'm not on a residential campus. There are not um, dorms on my campus. Uh, yeah. So my students commute, a lot of them commute from like as far as like an hour to two hours away oh, into wow. the mountains of um, wa- Washington. And 
it can get much worse. Yeah. You know, and, and you don't realize it. And I didn't realize that when I was first teaching here, you know, it can be rainy or snow showers here and devastating for my students. So I tend to be on the conservative side where I cancel class when I know there's going to be icy conditions. So I I canceled because we had a storm that was, it wasn't a lot of snow. It was like two inches, but it was on top of rain already. And so when I went out that morning and stepped on it, I was like, I am not taking a car onto this. (laughs) And there's no infrastructure, you know, like I was feeling Nicole before we started recording. They don't, they don't plow the residential streets in my town and they plow the main thoroughfares and that's it. And there's no maintenance. There's no ice maintenance. There's nothing anywhere except the main roads of the town. And so that just makes it terrible. So yeah. yeah, So we had the one storm and then we had these warnings that it was going to, you know, snow overnight on Friday. And I had a friend who's like, Oh, well let's go out to dinner before we get locked in the house. And I'm like, (laughs) I, I'm not going out to dinner when <laughs> snow is coming. <laughs> I will be in my house before this begins. Yeah. Comfortable. I already went grocery shopping in the morning. I didn't, you know, cause I'm like all the, you know, people are posting on Facebook. These like there's this Facebook, you know, sell your stuff group. And yeah. people are posting bananas for a hundred dollars because it was like the last bananas, $100. Yeah. And it I was know. Hilarious. Like I just yeah. thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, so she wanted to go out to dinner and I'm like, there's no way I'm going out to dinner when a snowstorm's coming. She's like, it's not supposed to come until one. And I'm like, they don't, I don't trust yeah. that. And it yeah. starts snowing at six here. So I was like, I feel so righteous right now. <laughs> yeah. well, like I said, the schools here actually like did early dismissal for all mm-hmm. the kids on Friday because they knew that this was coming. Yeah. Um, and like I, like I was saying off the air, we got home Anna built a quick little snowman in the yard. We went inside and boom, it started. It was almost yeah. exactly on forecast because they wow. said it was going to start at one and we got back to the house at about 1245 ish. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And then it was, yeah. Blizzard. And you've been nonstop since then you've had what? It has storm. been. Yes. Yeah. It's been snowing almost nonstop. It's raining today um, and lots of stuff is melting. Like there's tons of snow falling off of the trees in our yard. And uh, one of the a huge branch off one of our trees did not survive the first um, yeah. big snowstorm. Have you part because it was funny because, you know, Anna gets up over the weekend um, and, you know, she, I don't want to wake up with her all the time. So I'm like, yeah, she goes downstairs, she plays game or watch TV or whatever. Um, but she went downstairs and she came right back up. She's like, mommy, one of our trees fell over. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? And so I came down and I mean, it was a, bra- it was a large branch, but it was not an entire tree. <laughs> so <laughs> anyhow, oh. Fun stuff. Yeah, good times. Well, hopefully it will. Hopefully. Hopefully you'll get the warmer temperatures we have. And Yeah. The funny yeah. thing, too, is that um, Girl Scout cookie delivery is supposed to happen on Sunday. I was um, wondering about that, actually. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been asking, um, you know, we have a Facebook group of mm-hmm. our service unit, the cookies specifically, and I'm like, are we, are they, how far in advance are they going to tell us whether or not it's going to happen? And she was like, the, the service unit product manager was, she's like, I don't know. She's like, as of now, it's still on. Um, they're talking to the trucks and whatnot. And I'm like, 
man, like I'm going to have to go down. Oh, but, but yeah, so I'm going to like, people are not going to be able to drive up and down my development Mm -hmm. to like, you know, my car certainly can't do it. So it's like, I'm gonna have to walk down to like the main street to have somebody pick me up most likely. (laughs) Oh, disaster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. So let's, I'm going to stop complaining. I still do feel bad complaining, you know, because I grew up in the Midwest. And so, but this is just, this is like the snowiest February on record for Seattle since like 1925. Yeah. I saw that. I think it's similar here too. Yeah. And it's not, it's the middle of February. So so it could get even worse, but anyhow, all right, I'm going to (laughs) stop. I'm going to stop complaining now. Uh, so real quick antidote, um, Anna finished Kingdom Hearts 3 over the weekend before Isaac did. Wow. Oh, I know. Exactly. She was like, um, I guess I, I haven't played it, so I don't know. She guess there's this thing where you can build custom ships. Um, Steven, I'm sure you know that that's the case. You're muted, yes. Steven. They're gummy ships. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyhow, so she built a ship um, all by herself, and she went and fought something i don't know and she's like and i got an a and she was so excited she came upstairs and told me all this and i'm like awesome yeah i have no idea what you're talking about but great <laughs> so um but anyhow have you finished it steven no not yet oh so she beat you too look at that <laughs> i mean i would argue that she has more time than i do especially <laughs> <laughs> in Oh man, what are you thinking of it though, Steven? Um, I think it's great. I think it's great. My my not finishing it is not based on um my my not finishing it is not because I don't like it, it's just that it's it's long. Yeah. (laughs) Um and I'm I'm really not trying to just shotgun the entire thing. Uh yeah. Um the I mean, that's really, I mean, that's really what it is. It's just, I just, I just am not trying to take it all in all at once. I've been waiting 14 years for this game. I can take a couple of weeks to finish it. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, uh, so, so other stuff that's happening here, there's quite a bit that happened um, in games recently. So uh, Apex Legends is out now. That is EA's uh, answer to Fortnite, uh, basically. Am I wrong about that? That's all I could gauge from it. I don't play it, so. What? I mean, very, I mean, a lot of people play it, but it's, I mean, it really hasn't caught up to everybody. Um, Because it just came came out. It just came out, and we had no idea it was coming um, until last week. Oh. Um. This is this is the first time I've ever seen a video game happen this way. Basically, mm-hmm. Respawn, the people to make Titanfall, yeah. have been working on this game since Titanfall 2. So mm-hmm. this is not like um, Radical Heights or something, which was like a quick pivot from other projects to try and make some money. This is the full development efforts of Respawn for two years putting this game out. And... Um, it's a free-to-play multiplayer battle royale shooter um, with loot boxes. And they said, you know what? We're Respawn Entertainment. 
We're not making Reef, uh, Titanfall 2, which we know is going to piss people off. We were just purchased by EA, which we know people are already pissed about. <laughs> we're making a free-to-play multiplayer shooter that is Battle Royale with loot boxes. We're not going to market this game because yeah. the marketing would have killed it because everyone would have been like, well, how are you making money? And be like, well, with loot boxes and blah, 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 blah. So instead, they did the absolute smart thing, which is they had a huge... Uh, embargoed PR event where they uh, brought in not only traditional media like people from IGN, et cetera, but they also heavily brought in influencers like streamers, yeah. like Ninja and Laserbeam and Shroud, many of which are names that y'all listening maybe don't even know. <laughs> um, and they brought them in and they embargoed it. Traditional media was embargoed until the Monday after the Super Bowl. It appears that influencers were embargoed from saying the name of the game, mm. but everything else they could talk about on Super Bowl Sunday, which is cool because um, everyone is on the internet on Sunday because everybody's, you know, look, if you're not looking at the Super Bowl, um, you it is very likely that you are looking for the new Captain Marvel commercial or mm. like that kind of stuff. And it just kind of got out. And then on Monday morning, they launched a stream, and they're like, hey, the game's going to be available at noon. Deuces. And then they just dropped this game. And in a week, they have 25 million downloads and 2 million concurrent players. That's, yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. Um, But uh, so sticking on EA then, especially since they've this this has been a very successful launch. Um they had uh earnings, they announced their earnings um earlier, was it earlier this week or last week? Sometime soon. Um but yeah, they uh, people were disappointed. Um and uh one of those reasons is because Battlefield 5 did not perform as expected. Um, although it still sold a lot. I don't know who's making the forecast for these things. Um, uh, but then also uh, EA has been uh, not doing well on mobile. Uh, so, so that's the big factor as well. Um, but now they've, they've got this. I mean, everybody seems to be very successful with this business model and this um, gameplay genre. I'm just yeah. curious when people are going to burn out on it. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but eventually people are going to burn out on this um, type of game. So, I mean, well, cause they burn out of every, I mean, well, yeah, one would think they burn out of everything. However, the same people buy call of duty every year and have been doing so for the better part of a decade. So what I think is happening is, um, Fortnite really did push open Fortnite and PUBG, you know, um, you know, they pushed the door open, you know what I mean? And there a lot of people piled into that theater, you know what I mean? Um, and they, but, and they were all only watching one movie. Um, I think there's room for a few more movies Mm. and they can pull the audience away from Fortnite by a lot. And Fortnite would still, be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like the World of Warcraft situation, right? Like World of Warcraft, yeah. most one of the most dominant games in the world in its time. Um, and uh, eventually, you know, it kind of settled down and, you know, people were like, I don't want to play MMOs anymore. But the reality is 
a lot of those people just want a different game. I mean, how many of those World of Warcraft people are playing Destiny right now? Um, right. So I think this is this is definitely a change of pace. I was just playing it before this. Um, man, Respawn knows how to make a video game. <laughs> um, it's a great it's a great first person shooter. Um, mm-hmm. And that is one thing that is a little bit different from Fortnite. This is a first person game. Fortnite is a third person game. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is. Um, Apex Legends has the legends in it, which are heroes. So this is kind of like Fortnite meets Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really, yeah, I really dig it. Um, the the thing that I like the most about it is the thing that's been getting a lot of press coverage now that people have had time to talk about it is that you could 100% play this game without a microphone mm-hmm. um, because it has a context-sensitive ping system, meaning um, your R1 button or your top trigger um, if you hit it, depending on what your reticle is aimed on, your character will say, like, if you hit it while looking at an enemy, it will say enemy sighted, and it will actually mark the map as to where they are. Or you can look at a gun, and it'll say the name of the gun to your to your friends and put a, a, a thing on the map for them. So I think that's really, you know, that's really awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's, and that the fact that, I was playing with a bunch of strangers completely off of mics and I was able to communicate with them um, without like really complicated stuff. That's mm-hmm. really elegant and interesting. I expect that that's, that that's probably going to get ripped off. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, that's why I think it will do well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of companies making battle Royale games. Right. Um, and the you know the the ones that are going to continue to do well like PUBG was like the king right. and then Fortnite came in and kicked their butt why because Epic is much better at making video games than Player Unknown who was a modder right, right? like he yeah. was a, I mean and I'm not taking away from his talent but he was really good at making mods for Arma mm-hmm. and so he made a really badass m- m- mod for Arma. Um, is, you know, like that's, that's one level. Right. And then I think it's like comparing like, you know, like a really, really good research paper in high school to like a senior thesis in college. It's like, they're both (laughs) big projects. Right. Yeah. But like, they're both really big projects and they could both be really good. Right. Like, I mean, there are people that write papers in high school that are amazing. Right. But like, they're going to, and I say this knowing that, you know, all three of us are either writers or, you know, we have a teacher who has read this stuff, right? (laughs) Like there's just a different level of polish and a different level of expectation, even if they're covering the same topics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, and this is the same thing, like comparing, the team that Microsoft has kind of put around and you know that that has been put around player unknown to help make PUBG epic makes they make gears of war man like yeah. these are re, like these are you know like they know what they're doing and this is the same thing respawn is a triple a game developer they make yeah. really good games so i think eventually we'll be separating the wheat from the chaff is what's going to happen and yeah. i mean with two matches of apex legends under my belt literally just two um this game is going to be the wheat um you know i think it'll be this one in Fortnite for a while other companies are going to come out and there's going to be more um but this is a very it feels good it's fun um it looks amazing and they already have their development plan in pass 
they're standing on the shoulders of giants. They tweeted that out, right? Like yeah. they learned a lot from Fortnite and they learned and from PUBG. If they're going to have a battle pass, no one would know what battle passes were if it weren't for Fortnite. Yeah. So, I mean, they're adding a battle pass to Smite <laughs> of all things, right? So like <laughs> so many companies are figuring this out, but man, Apex Legends is very good. Um, and the good news is it's really, it, it's not that intense. So like for kids that want to step up from Fortnite and maybe play it, I don't have a problem with that. Um, cool. You know, maybe watch a YouTube video. It's a little, it's a little bit more realistic by nature. The fact that they are humans as opposed to cartoons, there's a little bit more blood, but it is not that much more intense than say Fortnite. Mm. It's not All Call right. of Duty yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, so switch gears a little bit here. It's funny because we have had the E3 discussion on this podcast a few times, more than a few times, probably. Um, but, um, Sean Layden from PlayStation, uh, recently did an interview with CNET where he was sort of giving a little bit more explanation of kind of why Sony decided not to do um, E3 this year. Um, and so uh, this is a quote from him. It says, you know, he's talking about how E3 was, when it was in its heyday, it was important because retailers came there and they decided what they were going to buy. The journalists came there, decided who was going to make the cover of their magazine. Um, but now all of that's different. And so he said the trade show became a trade show with without a lot of trade activity and the world has changed, but E3 hasn't necessarily changed with it. Um, which, yeah, uh, I, I guess we've, like I said, we've been having this E3 discussion. <laughs> it's not dead yet. I get, I will, I will say that it's not dead yet. I think I would have expected it to go by now, but, well, but also Microsoft is it's doubling down on it. Apparently, at least that's what Phil Spencer mm -hmm. is saying. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they changed it and they opened it to the public. Yes. So they did they did make changes, but I feel like they made the wrong changes. <laughs> yes. I don't think that that was the way to go to make it more relevant. I mean, it made it more relevant to lay people, but not yeah. to the industry. So right. I guess that's the thing. Like if its relevance is going to be toward the industry, they've moved away from that. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's what they need to just own up and be a fan event or yeah. more of a fan event and to call it that instead. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, even like the whole retailer bit, there's so mm -hmm. much that's digital now. Yeah. That, you yep. know, everything yep. was box back then, yep. um, or at least when I started going to the first year I went was in 2003. I think. Um, but, you know, everything was box and there wasn't really any Internet presence uh, as far as games go. I think maybe right. IGN had been founded at that time, but that was it. There was no one, no one else. Right. Um, and one up was just sort of starting to start its thing. And the only reason I know about that is because I was at Ziff Davis. Um, but, yeah, so most of it was, was magazines back then. And, you know, it was a big deal for the publishers to compete to get on the covers of the magazines. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Like I said, I thought it was going to die by now, but it's not. So I don't know. It is. It's. I wonder if it, if it will make the entire pivot to a fan event. 
Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. It's, that's just what kind of occurs to me about it because they made that shift. Yeah. Took it away from being in, in uh, uh, not, I don't want to say indie event, an industry event. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, so the ESA is going to hold the is going to hold E three as long as they possibly can. Yes. Um. So they need it to exist, um, because it's one of their biggest events, right? So, yeah. um, they're going to do the thing. Um, yeah. So, um, is E? So the idea of like, is E three going to die? I still say no, largely <laughs> because the ESA because the ESA has money. And they're going to will it into existence, whether it's recognizable to what you and I saw. Yeah. Probably, you know, probably not. But it, 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 there's going to be a thing called E3 forever. Um, mm. So with that said, I, I understand what uh, Mr. Layden was saying. Um, mm. And I agree with him. Like he said that the E3 has not adapted and it certainly has not. Yeah. Um, they opened the door to the public, but didn't give the public anything to do. And so <laughs> – I was there. I mean, Regina was there with me. I was there for two years. And the reality is even with an industry badge, we struggled to find stuff to to do to the point where we're not going this year. Right. Like it stopped being worth it financially um, to go. Like we went and, you know, the first year it was worth it, even though we really didn't have infinity access because, you know, it was a bucket list thing, right? Like we yeah. wanted to go. And so, but now it's like, okay, we've been to the, we've been to the place where magic happens and you know, it was cool, but we, we could probably get three times as much done for 10% of the price at John's yes. house. So <laughs> just, just like there yeah, are dozens. No, you don't need to be. I mean, everything yeah. is streamed, yep. um, yeah. you know, and you know, at least for, for most of us, like the whole hands-on thing is like it, it I know I, IGN and the, the main guys, like they still do a big deal about that. But like for me personally, like when we were doing Pixelkin and probably what you guys were doing for EFG is like, that's, that's not really that relevant. Like, um, you know, people want the news uh, unless they like know you and trust you um, like an IGN or GameSpot, they don't really care what you have to say about hands-on gameplay. Um, and even then, like lots of the quote unquote hands on stuff would happen with demos that, you know, would change a lot before they were actually released. So anyhow, yeah, I think you're right, Stephen. I think it, it something uh, named E3 will exist. But another interesting sort of aside to that, which I didn't share with the group, is that the ESA welcomed lots of new members recently. Uh, one of which being Wizards of the Coast, um, which I thought was kind of an odd thing. Um, it just got shared through the GeekWire um, people that I talked to. But I'm just curious to see, I, I wonder if the ESA is actively courting new members mm. to sort of get oh. some more oomph beside, you know, in, inside Wizards them. And Wizards of the Coast has a digital game now, though. It does, um. but still has a digital game. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just you know completely natural. But the ESA traditionally has been comprised of the big, the big guys, the ones who are only um, digital video games. So I don't necessarily disagree. Um, I think that's kind of interesting. It is. Um, but you know, I mean, it's tough to. That is interesting. It, it's tough to say exactly what they're going to do. I, but I agree with like. I don't know. I mean, he's right. 
that they didn't adapt. But at the same time, um, at the same time, you know, like web traffic and streaming traffic, like every year, other sites that do streaming and put content up like E3, some of that E3 content is the biggest content we put up every year. Um, And, you know, it's the same across most channels. You know, everything gets an uptick because everyone's excited about E3. You can't ignore that. Um, I think it's interesting that this is an interesting experiment that Sony is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't have to um, just decide what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. I mean, and he said that in this interview too. That he's like, you know, if we show up at E three, people are expecting us to say something huge. And you know, you basically yeah. we don't have anything huge to say, so you know, we're not going to put that expectation on ourselves. Um, you know, which you know makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, so that was cool. That was an interesting um, interview to read because. Like, I know we had speculated that the reason that Sony wasn't there was because they didn't have anything to say. Um, and he confirmed that. But it was nice to see him sort of confirming because they actually skipped. Um, they they do a like a PSX event that they didn't uh-huh. do um, this year uh, because of the same thing. Same reasons. So. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. It's interesting to see and take it. I think it'll be interesting to look back on what he said by the end of the year. Right. Because like, we don't know how, because they obviously have to give, I mean, he called out a bunch of different ways that they can reveal information. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what methods they use. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, Sony doesn't have to worry about this, but there is still the issue of sort of the noise that happens around E3, um, which you can very easily get buried. Um, I mean, like I said, not with Sony, but if you're like a smaller developer or publisher, you can get buried unless you happen to catch the attention of one of the journalists, um, because there's so much there to cover that they just can't cover everything. So, um, but yeah, so there's the noise factor too. Like if it were me, um, running a game company, which I don't plan to do ever, uh, because <laughs> that would just be a nightmare. Um, I would not want to do all my big stuff at E3. I would pick a time where I can be almost the only, um, person in the room, um, to sort of make announcements and whatnot, because you just get buried really fast unless you have something huge. And like, you know, odds are, you know, obviously not happening this year at E3, but probably next year at E3, we're going to get the, um, or even before then, the new console announcements are going to be coming. And at an E3, when that happens, like, forget it. <laughs> you know, that news is just going to dominate everything. So, yeah. And anyhow. Um, so, um, so that's all I had for games. Is there something I was forgetting, Stephen? No, I think, I mean, those are the biggest stories. We'll have more stuff to talk about next week. Oh, right. wait, actually, wait. No, no, no. There is breaking news. Hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, we're recording I, this during a Nintendo Direct. Nope, no, the Nintendo Direct is tomorrow. We're returning. Yeah, we're recording this. Yeah, no, we're recording this during. I was I was brokenhearted the, for you, Steven. Yeah, I'm like, oh, we're recording in the middle of yeah. this thing. Um, with yeah. respect, with respect to you guys, we would have recorded a half hour later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay. So um, I'm just trying to get the news out of uh, something. 
Um, let's see here. Where's Twitter? Where is Jason Schreier? He can help me. Um, more or less, um, Activision and Blizzard just had their earnings call, and they are. Um, let's see here. They are cutting eight uh, percent of their staff, which is about eight hundred people. Um, and it is, and the reason that they're doing it is, um, well, the reason they gave is that it is largely, um, to switch from publishing They're They are taking publishing and support staff from places like King and Activision Blizzard, et cetera. Um, and consolidating those efforts within Activision proper and focusing most of their efforts on, um, development because one mm-hmm. thing that they have run into is like Blizzard just doesn't make enough video games. <laughs> I mean, it's just really what it is, right? Like Blizzard just doesn't make enough video games. They are really kind of slow. And yeah. I think Activision Blizzard has like the Square Enix problem. Like when you don't put out a game every year or even every other year, it can be an issue. Mm-hmm. So um, unfortunately, 800 people are losing their jobs, mostly in publishing, esports, etc. Um, part of me was like, holy crap, you can't get rid of Blizzard esports people. Yeah. Because, you know, Overwatch League. But, I mean, the Overwatch League is a big commitment, and that's that was a long-term investment. I'm sure that that's not being touched. I'm sure that's just being consolidated into Activision proper, or it is probably its own company at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really frustrating. Um Man, tensions are high in the industry right now um, because this has been uh, this rumor started last week, um, and Activision couldn't really say anything because yeah. there are laws about what they can respond to and what they can say um, in and around their quarterly earnings calls. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, this has been it's been a, a frustrating week um, for uh, you know folks kind of embroiled in the industry. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I mean, it's always interesting to see someone huge like Activision scale down. I mean, and also, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but they've severed, I don't know who severed it, um, but the relationship with Bungie is done. Um, you know, Activision is not going to be publishing Destiny anymore, doing that themselves. Um, so that's that's an interesting thing that has happened at sort of the same time. So, you know... Just wondering how much all of this is is related, probably a little bit, at least. So, I mean, I don't know. Bungie spun that story as being like them, like taking charge and ownership of their own stuff, and you know, not being committed to something like that. But I'm like, really? I mean, come on. <laughs> Activision would not have severed this relationship if it was being highly profitable for them. They just wouldn't have done it. Um, so, but I mean, Bungie, I can imagine is very expensive to uh, work with. Actually, I know it's very expensive to work with because one of my um, friends uh, worked there as contractor for a little bit right after we moved up here. And like their thing was to like, if someone new came on, they would be taken to lunch at John Howie Steakhouse. Now, John Howie is this crazy chef Um his steakhouse serves like the most high end Wagyu steak stuff. And we're talking 200 to $300 uh, per meal, if not yeah. more. And so that was the common, we've got a new employee. We take them to lunch here. Wow. <laughs> Practice, 
yeah i'm like that's insane like i don't even know how that's um how you could keep that going but when i told them i'm like man they must have a lot of money to throw around um but yeah so i don't know that's just interesting that that happened um recently too so yeah it's uh yeah. that the whole bungee thing i mean i, I think you know, it's possible they might have seen the writing on the wall on this and just been like, you know what, you know, like it might have been their idea. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough yeah. to say. Um, nobody likes it when anybody loses a job. Um, yeah. My hope is that this just means that you know, hopefully they all land on their feet. And hopefully this means that the people who have their current jobs, that they get a little bit better. So yeah. that's all. I mean, you know. Yeah. Movies and TV. We have a release date, isn't it? complete date anyhow yeah. we know that the season three of handmaid's tale will be coming in june uh june 5th june 5th mm -hmm. it's coming in june mm -hmm. <laughs> the main character's name is june yeah. um uh really excited about that i'm glad that it's coming um with a little bit of a space after game yeah. ends <laughs> so. i thought that too i was like well yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and even like they were not. No one's going to cut into Game of Thrones no. while it's on. It's just not going to happen. No, no. And um, it was interesting because the article that you sent or that you put on Facebook. Um, so the the date that they're releasing it makes them not eligible for right for Emmys. Yeah, for the Emmys. Um, and they said it was because you know they wanted the quality of the show to be you know impeccable as it has been, which is absolutely true. Like. Yeah you know, production values, et cetera, storytelling, yes. you know, it's all outstanding. Um, but the first thing I thought was like, mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, at two weeks earlier and you're right in the end of, or three weeks earlier, you're right in the end of Game of Thrones. Yes. You and you, you would, and you would qualify for the Emmys had you right. done that. So yeah. Yeah. No one's, no one's cutting in to nope. Game of Thrones. Everybody's just writing it off. I mean, which yep. is, the smart decision, obviously. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was, I thought the same thing yep. too. I'm like, oh, they're waiting till June. That's, yeah. that's why. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I really excited about that. Like I said, I binged the, like the whole thing. I can't believe you binged that. It's like on my <laughs> do not binge list. Like, <laughs> it's know, it even said, she's like, I'm not sure I can watch another I know, season. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, just how say could you not know the end of this story? Like, I have to know how this story ends. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, and especially too, since, uh, you know, Margaret Atwood is writing a new book, but it's yeah. going to take place like 15 years after oh. the events of the original Handmaid's Tales. This is not going to be, so not gonna not be, gonna be characters this. by any, yeah. when, and I assume that that's what Margaret Atwood would do. I, you know, her writing a straight up sequel to something, unless it has already been planned, Right, um, like the Mad Adam trilogy. I mean, she knew that she was going to write those. I couldn't right. going back and revisiting um, that just because you know the TV show is popular. I right. she's one of my favorite authors, and she's very respected. And I just yeah. think that that's something that she would do. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yep. Yeah. So yeah, super excited about that. Um, they just they just announced the release date. It was like yesterday, so I'm sure we'll get more information leading up to the release. Oh, we um, could also talk about the um, the trailer that they had at the Super Bowl. Oh, they had a trailer. I didn't even for know. Handmaid's Tale. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. Human didn't tell me about that. <laughs> oh, really? I thought that I had. Uh, I don't um, know. I thought somebody else had posted it that you had. Maybe. Uh, but no, Stephen told me to go watch the Bud Light. It was a Bud Light commercial. Was that who it was? Uh, the Bud Light Game of Thrones yeah. commercial? Yeah. <laughs> it strikes me as the weirdest partnership. Like, pretty I don't bizarre. Know. It is bizarre because, like, most nerds, quote unquote, that I know, it, well, I, maybe, and this is just my circle that is completely different from well, everything else. To be fair, but, you're in Seattle, I'm in Portland, and both of these towns are like, you know, beer snob central. <laughs> so, like, I don't know that we can know nerds who aren't like full on nose up at yeah. light of all things. Like, they well, at least drink I mean, or something. I don't know. <laughs> disgusting as far as I'm concerned but yeah I drank that sometimes when I was in college but I wasn't I wasn't trying to like I mean no no I understand why I'm just commenting that it was a really weird partnership right the Game of Thrones and Bud Light I mean at least do like I mean I guess they couldn't do Guinness that would be too but like Guinness is more like what they would drink in the show than Bud Light is yeah. Yeah, that was odd. It was a little odd. But I no, mean, they I, did a yeah, they did a handmaid's tale and it was um they dubbed over Reagan, like Reagan's speech. Hmm. And you didn't see that. That's we'll have to talk about yeah. that next time. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. I'll take yeah, a look. Crazy. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh speaking of that Game of Thrones commercial though, or the, I mean it was a series of them. There were like what, three, three or four? Am I right, Steven? It wasn't just one. Um, uh, but yeah, it was so, I don't know. It was, um, ah, it was just, so. (laughs) it was, I mean, they were just like, you know, throwing together lots of the, um, pivotal, pivotal scenes and sort of memorable moments from the show, like Mm. all together. You know, like they've got the mountain in his Kingsguard outfit, you know, after he has been brought back from the dead. But he's like squeezing the person's head, you know, like he does it over. Right. Um, And so there were other things, too. um, But I was just like, this is cheesy. And I thought (laughs) the first one that I watched, the first commercial didn't have a lot of official Game of Thrones stuff in it. It was sort of just like medieval type. Right. It was this thing like the fact that their beer isn't made with corn syrup or something like that. (laughs) Um, But it just had like medieval things. And I'm like, this is, this is super cheesy. Like, but then like, I was surprised when it was like full on, like real game of Thrones partnership. I was like, man. And it's funny. George R. R. Martin tweeted. He's like, man, the Super Bowl was terrible, but at least our commercial was good. (laughs) I'm like, stop tweeting. And go back and sit on your computer and write. Stop tweeting. Back to work. Why bother? Why ask him to finish? He's not going to finish. So why even... bother sending him back to work? Let's just let him at least entertain us with tweets. He's... <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, so other movie news. So Lego Movie 2 uh, came out uh, was just a week ago, a couple weeks ago. Last weekend. Last weekend, and it did not make as much money as people were expe- expecting. Now, granted, 
people were expecting a lot. Um, like they had thought it was going to earn uh, 55 million in its first yep. days and it brought home 34 million. So that's a significant difference um, from what was expected of it. But still, $34 million is not yeah. for a first weekend. Um, but anyhow, so I didn't see it. Did either of you guys go see it? No, but only because there's been other stuff going on. I mean, we're going to see it. Um, I, I I don't. I mean, the first one was lightning in a bottle, and, and yeah. like this is this is like the theme of the last like couple of weeks is um, companies like really over projecting, and the world come like thirty million dollars is a lot of money for an opening weekend, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. For any movie not named Star Wars or The Avengers, thirty million is really good, right? Yeah. So like, it's frustrating. Like, I think I'm getting tired of companies over projecting mm-hmm. um, because I don't know where they're doing their math or where they're getting their numbers from. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the. So, I mean, whatever in projection model they're using, like, guys, come the hell on. Yeah. Um, because $55 million for the Lego movie, I mean, the first one was great, but. Yeah. Nothing, I mean, as good as it is, like, it's still the Lego movie. And also, like, we've had several, this isn't, like, the true, like, it's the true sequel, but it's not the second Lego movie. Right. They did a Lego Ninjago movie. This yeah. Like the this is the fourth Lego movie. Yeah. Um, people are kind like, I think they kind of call of duty themselves out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only difference is call of duty just continue regularly. The best selling game in the world, in the yeah. world every year. Like this is, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Take your 30 million. Enjoy the fact that you're going to sell all the toys. Um, <laughs> and it's going to have a long tail. Right. Like, this yeah. is the thing about this. I mean, it'll make its money. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I think they projected too much. They flew yeah. too close to the sun, guys. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Disney did the same thing with Solo, I think. And, yeah. you know, it was a, like a huge disappointment because it didn't make these crazy numbers. But, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which is still a shame because I really liked Solo. I'm, you know, think- I'm... I'm upset that the that they like just nixed all of the Star Wars Star story stories, yeah. because um, Solo didn't perform as expected, which is yeah a bummer. Um, yeah. Because everybody had wanted Obi Wan, everybody wanted an Obi Wan movie. Um, it which would have been they, hard. They wanted an Obi Wan movie until they got one, and then they didn't want right. it. That's the problem. The Star Wars is Star Wars is. I don't know, man. That that's an issue. That's I I can't. <laughs> Star Wars, like no matter what it is, there's going to be some vocal minority. They're going to complain about it, and yeah. I think part of the issue is like th- th- there's just too much Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's the same type of thing that there's you know that's happening with this with the Lego Movie is that they've burned people out already before they had the chance to release like the big sequel. So. Um, which is the same thing that was happening with Star Wars. And I, I do think Solo was probably released a little early um, if they had, you know, left some more time between it and the last Star Wars. I think it would have been different, especially since, like, the vocal minority were so uh, upset with Last Jedi. <laughs> I think that that didn't help things either. 
So, um, so off of Star Wars, but another very popular uh, franchise. <laughs> so, uh, and I, this like caught my attention because you know I, Anna has been home from school, and so we watched um, Prisoner of Azkaban uh, yesterday. She, this is like she wants to watch that Harry Potter movie specifically over and over and over. That's her favorite one. Um, but anyhow, Ooh. so yeah, <laughs> so um, Daniel Radcliffe did an interview um, with I think it was IGN. Um, where basically he says that he thinks like it's inevitable that Harry Potter is going to be rebooted. Um, and he's not going to be the only person playing Harry Potter ever, which, you know, I can understand that. I just, I would, I don't want to see that rebooted. I mean, there are lots of things I don't want to see rebooted that have happened anyhow, but (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, I mean, what I would hope. I mean, they already, I mean, they did the Broadway play, so they have the cursed child and yeah. he didn't star as Harry in any of those. I mean, none of them did. Yeah. From the movies. That's, that's what I would expect is a yeah. movie of the cursed child with yeah. the original actors in it. Um, but apparently JK Rowling has said, nope, absolutely no way. Cursed child is not going to become a movie, but I wonder how long she's going to um, stick to her guns mm-hmm. about that one. Um but yeah, yeah, that's what I would want. Like, you know, they're all they're all old enough now. They're mm-hmm. like the same age that they would be. Um, and you know, wouldn't have to like do terrible makeup on them like they did at the end of Deathly Hollows <laughs> to make them look um older. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Let me give you crow's feet. Yeah, exactly. I mean now they're you know, they're yeah. they're as old as they as they would be. So um so that's what I would like to see. But yeah. I don't, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I did. Did you read it? Did you read it? The Cursed Child? No, no, I haven't, okay. I haven't read it. Cause we're, I'm reading through them with Anna. Oh, right. So we just tack that onto the end and we're going right. to after yeah. we're done with death and okay. Hollows. We're still, we're about two thirds of the way through um, order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't been reading it very much lately. Um, we started again because again, snow days, we got to try to right. fill our time with something other than TV. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So I don't want a movie of that story. I don't want that story. <laughs> oh, you don't? Okay. That after well, you read it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, I don't see anything. I'm not a fan. <laughs> so he said that it was inevitable that it was going to be like rebooted in some way. And like, Duh. Right? Like, <laughs> like eventually, yeah. Uh, that was yeah. a nothing burger to me. Like, it's cool that he said it, but like, duh. Everything's being, like, so when did those movies start? Like, the first one was. I was in New York in 2001. Okay, so 2001. Yeah. So let's do some math. It's been almost 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, which is insane. But then again, they were going on for a really long time too. I was going like, to say there's eight movies. So, you know, yeah. that spans more than a decade. So the, um, the, yeah, I mean, it's a ton. Like they, they went crazy, but they were such a big deal and yeah. they were based yeah. on books that are classics. You know what I mean? Like they are new classics that are going to be taught and involved in, you know, like, like the books that you read, quote unquote, like forever. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's really only a matter of time before Warner Brothers, who wants to keep that license alive, like they're going to do these like prequel things, but eventually they're not going to work anymore. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that there is absolutely money to be made in remaking those movies and it will absolutely happen in our lifetime. Um, you know, like they can do it and yeah. they'll, I mean, it, because not very often do you get a series that is a book series that is tailor made for eight movies. Right. Yeah. Like, like they already have that business model yeah. and they could do it better. Right. Like yeah. film them back to back to back to back. The CG like, would be better. The CG yeah. would be better. Yeah. Um, the practical effects would be better because we've gotten better at that. And the fact is they could, by doing it, they could, I mean, from a logistics standpoint, you know, like they could by if they know that they could make all of them and they green light all eight or whatever of them, right. They can make them basically all at once and can, and save on a lot of that, you know, like they could do a lot of stuff um, and save on a lot of production costs, et cetera. um, So that when they all make a billion dollars, they'll just make that much more. Like, (laughs) I think there's more, there's more value in DC making another bunch of Harry Potter movies true Harry Potter movies than for them to make the justice league. Yeah. The win yeah. is potentially bigger. Right. Just wait. I just, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't want it. Well, that's, that's it. You don't now, but uh, in 10 years, it will be 30 years from the time that they made the first Harry Potter movie. You'll be very, it'll be very different. I don't know. Well, but I don't you're, know. Especially you're weird. Now- I am weird, but especially now that it's been something that I can share um, with Anna, you know, and I expect that be yeah. going on for a few years because we're not going to quickly read through all those books. It's not like, you know, she's at the age where she can just binge read um, and we're going through them together. So it's going to be a good probably three or four years before we get through all of the books. And so this has been like a experience with her and with specifically these movies and that in this cast that um that i don't think i'm going to change my mind you may call me weird but um, (laughs) they they have taken on a new meeting and been new newly special to me because of the connection with anna now um so um so yeah so what else movies i didn't uh, i almost forgot to say this so there is a trailer for aladdin um, the live action Aladdin. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, is, is all right. I mean, as soon as it started, I'm like, Oh, Hey, I love that music. Like I totally forgot how much I liked the music from it, but then man, I don't know. I know we were, uh, Steven said, you're going to be ready to defend him, but I don't know. I'm not sold on Will Smith as the genie. I'm just, I'm not. Regina, did you see this trailer? I didn't see it. Oh, I, I'm, okay. but that's more avoidance. <laughs> avoidance. It's, I have, you know, I have a really big soft spot in my heart for Robin Williams, and uh, yeah, and his genie is pretty eclipsing as far as I'm concerned. I've looked at, I saw the pictures, and you know, I think it'll be, you know, and I, I enjoyed the Beauty and the Beast live action more than I thought that I would, but. I I just can't bring myself to watch it. I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, not. And nothing I want to hear what Steven has to say yeah. though, because yeah. I believe he's gonna. So Disney, there there was no way. All right, so 
there are a fair number of people who are like, why are they doing the live action thing anyway? Um, and that they would rather take the development and make you know, more animated films. Yeah, um, new ones. So let's assume that I can't argue that. So let's assume that decision has already been made and we can't unmake it, right? Like the ball <laughs> is already rolling. Every Disney movie is getting a live action remake, period, full stop. They're doing all – if they're going to do Hunchback and Notre Dame, they're doing all of them. They're, they're right. just going to do them all, right? So um, we can't stop the wheel of time. So we just got to deal with it. So um, so I'm eliminating that rebuttal because we can't do anything about it. So um, they, they knew they had to do Aladdin. So their choices were remove the genie, right? Um, yeah. Which is not an option because that's not respecting Robin Williams, right? Yeah. Like the genie was that movie, period, yeah, full no. stop. Oh, Aladdin yeah. was yeah. the genie. So you need to have a genie in there. There is so that was an op- so that's an option, but clearly a bad one. Um, find someone who could imitate Robin Williams. Who could possibly no, do that right. no, without yeah. it coming off flat? So yeah. that means you can't imitate him. So that means you need someone who is good at improv. Yeah, who can be um, and who can, who has a big enough personality given the opportunity. And I really can't think of anyone else on earth other than Will Smith. Yeah. Um, and I mean that like. I'm just saying, right? Like he is the right guy for the job. Is that genie going to be like full of like non sequiturs and like weird references? Of course not. Is he going to be really funny? Cause it's basically just going to be Will Smith. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's that for me, like if, if you're expecting like a shape shifting guy, that's going to like, turn from like Arsenio Hall into Johnny Carson and make like an et tu brute joke. Like think, those were all like a really coked up Robin Williams in an yeah. improv, in a voice box doing improv. Right. They, there's no one on earth that can, that can do that and will ever be able to do that. Right. That was a unique yeah. skill. That was his yep. thing. Mm-hmm. So, what they needed was someone who is just, who can improv because I am sure that his stuff is improv who is just naturally casually funny. And I, th- I think Will Smith actually fits the bill. Um, I think the CGI is rough, but also like that doesn't look finished because if you look at yeah. multiple shots of it, they don't all look the same. So mm. they're going to do more. I'm sure there's going to be more effects. Like I am willing to bet that there's going to be when they finish it, like he'll have more like, kind of smoke and energy coming off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, so that is my defense. That's my Will Smith defense is that he will be able to freestyle and improv and just be naturally funny. And um, because that there's, they couldn't win any other way. They just needed to find right. someone. Yeah. Well, I, I don't take issue at all with Will Smith. Like I'm not, you know, avoiding it because it's him. Like, I think you're right. He is, he's a brilliant choice for all of those reasons. I just, there's certain things that are sacred. <laughs> as stupid yeah. as it might be to say that Aladdin is it. I saw Aladdin six times in the theater. Wow. Six times. It had like a profound of that era of Disney movies. It was the one yeah. that had like the profound effect on me. I, you know, I liked Beauty and the Beast. But Aladdin was like the one that I kept going back to, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's really just a personal thing in terms of like, you know, people say, 
you know, they t they accused George Lucas of ruining their childhood with the prequels to right. Star Wars. And yeah. although I I played Star Wars on the playground and had memorized, still have memorized <laughs> large chunks of the dialogue of the first movie, I'm fine with what's happened to Star Wars. Like those yeah. are more stories that could be told. I'm not a fan of the prequels for whatever, you know, for yeah. that reason, but I'm okay with the evolution of the the fandom and the stories. And I, but whatever, for whatever it is for Aladdin, for me, it's not. It's not Will Smith. It's not anything against him. Or I think he is a good choice. I just, I just, yeah. I had that hold that one very close. <laughs> yeah, and I'm kind of thinking too that like, um, you know, we only got like that one line. Yeah. In the trailer, so it'll be interesting to see like the whole um, thing of it the because whole thing, yeah. one of the things that. Um, you know, when they started, uh, when they did Dark Knight, everybody was like, how in the hell is anybody going to follow Jack Nicholson's performance as right. the Joker? Um, and then, you know, Heath Ledger, he took it in a completely different yeah, direction. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it could be possible yeah. that that's going to happen yeah. with this, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I might, so. I, I might go see it. I might, you know, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I am. But, yeah. You know, more emotionally, you know, centered perhaps <laughs> or, or I, I mean I, I I really loved Aladdin too so yeah. oh I mean, right I forgot that that was a thing <laughs> what oh oh are you saying are you saying Aladdin also I thought you were talking about Aladdin too no, there was no I mean Aladdin also Aladdin I love <laughs> Aladdin also okay. no, I didn't like Aladdin too although <laughs> Aladdin 3 where they Once actually got Robin, the third one yeah, with uh, the yeah, where they met like Aladdin's dad or whatever. There was like a crappy second one that 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 didn't have the right genie, and I think they they they. It's like where you meet Aladdin's dad, and there's some spoiler stuff that I don't want to give out. But yeah, there was there were three Aladdin films. Oh, okay. First one was good. Second one was bad. Third one was great. Okay. First one was first one was like like canon, right? But like yeah. the second one was bad. Third one was way better than it had any right to be. So yeah, it's um, you know, I I I love Aladdin, but you know, this is going to be a different product. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be fine. Will Smith is one of the most likable people on earth. We'll be okay. <laughs> it'll be okay. Yeah. Books and comics. I finished reading the Winter Night Tril Trilogy, the last book in that series called Winter of the Witch. It just came out and I finished it. And I already want to read all three of those books again. And that has not happened to me since the All Souls um, trilogy yeah. happened. So oh, wow. um, it's nice very feeling. good. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. Um, and I have. I've started reading it again. Cause, uh, but I'm, I'm using the excuse that like the first one was my, um, book club pick for right. our book club right. and that's happening in March. So I'm like, this is my excuse to read it again. I have to be completely fresh on, um, what's going on. Right. <laughs> and, but anyhow, very good, highly recommended. Um, it's that like Russian, um, fairy tale esque, um, type elements. Uh, uh, so I don't know. Really good. Highly recommended. Uh, how about you guys? Have you been reading anything? Same stuff as before. It's taken oh, me a while to. It's taken me a while to get through a new childhood, largely because um, I'm I'm really trying to like grasp it because there's just so uh -huh. much good stuff in there. Um, but yeah, so that's my. Th th I'm still digesting that. It's taken me okay. a long time. 
but I'm like reading every chapter like two and three times. So oh, that's valid, cool. especially yeah. given the topic and how it relates to the work you're doing. So yeah, yeah, not a I small mean, thing. Yeah, this is this is less pleasure reading and more like I'm reading for a class. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're that I'm teaching. Class. Yes. <laughs> work. Okay. I, yeah. Uh, I am almost finished with the bridge across forever, which I think I had just started when we were um, last talking. Um, And I just need to point out that it is pretty significant that I've made it through almost a 500 page book in two weeks, because that's more reading than I've done in a small amount of time since my daughter was born. So (laughs) what I've discovered is that I'm more likely to relax and fall asleep easier if I'm reading an actual book. Yeah. And not on my phone, um, which right. I think was the big thing that I need, big message I needed to get. Like just being away from the screen is really important. Yeah, it's convenient to have my Kindle stuff on my phone, but I just don't. Yeah, up. that's why I have, um, you know, I have a, I have a Nook. I went all in on the Barnes and Noble. They better not discontinue this. Right. But I have the, um, the e-reader one, mm-hmm. not the one with the backlit screen, right? The but a flat. Yeah, yeah, that's what my that Kindle one. was like. My Kindle finally, it finally. I, don't actually even know where it is. I had a really nice cover for it. My mm-hmm. Kindle. It was not. It was the the like first generation. The same right, thing. Yeah. The static screen instead mm-hmm. of. Um, um, so it just looks like a piece of paper. Right. Um, and I had a I had a case that I loved for it um, that had a built in light and it was really very contained and I loved that and I read a lot on that. Um, and then the case broke and oh. I can't get a replacement for it anymore because this is like. Right. Oh God! It was like 2009, I think, when I bought it. Yeah. So it's like 10 years yeah. old now. I went to find a new case, and I'm like, they want me to buy a new Kindle. I get it. Yeah. Um. So I, I bought it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that they don't um stop making the the e-reader ones that aren't like tablety. Right. Stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Because I don't I don't want to fire or whatever that I like. I guess yeah. they're called paper white now. The Kindles are p- called paper white. I think you yeah. can get those. Yeah, um, but, the that yeah. I have is called like I think it's called glow light, but it's it's front lit. It's not backlit. So right. there's like a light like at the top, sort of in the device that shines right. down on the that screen. shines down on the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be handy. I wish I would have. This one didn't have I think even the option for anything like that back then. And like I said, I really loved that case for a long time, but it it did finally break. Um, yeah. So, um, but I've really enjoyed this book. I had listened to it on audio, like an audio book version of it ages ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually have a quote on my um, Facebook profile. Stephen asked me where it came from, because <laughs> it's about how learning is uh, about how losing is a really important aspect in how we learn. Mm. Um, and the last line is losing in a curious way is winning. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know, it was super profound in the time I was reading it. So yeah. the Duolingo owl tells me that it's okay that I learn by making mistakes. Yeah. Uh, whenever I make like, I get like four um, sentences wrong. Yeah. <laughs> when I was doing the girls who code club, that was the biggest takeaway that I tried to give the girls about learning code was when you make a mistake in code, it's one of the most valuable things because you have to go back and see where it's broken. Right. Um, and that's, that's just as important as being successful with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, my Duolingo, um, Hi Valerian, in the the part this the part that I'm in now has not been nearly as amusing <laughs> as the other ones have been. I'm like trying to like get through this one, like it's I'm almost done, so where I can jump into like the next mm-hmm. section. Um, but uh, I would like some amusingness again. Like yeah. there's no no well, there have been swords, but they're not referred to as being happy. Uh, <laughs> and there's like no turtles in this section. So. <laughs> Actually, they did throw in, they did throw in a turtle. Like, the thing that's really nice about that, and I do have to give props to Duolingo, is that once you get to a certain place, it starts sprinkling in the stuff from the previous sections just to keep you up on what you've learned. Um, Right. So, um, so anyhow. All right. Is that it then? I think so. Right. Well, that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That is also our Twitter handle. I have recently watched a solo podcast all about Game of Thrones, and I'm still in awe that so many people want to listen to me babble about Game of Thrones. Um, it keeps going. I'm just, I'm in awe of like these, the You're numbers in, that I You get. are in um, the zeitgeist. I am like, wow. Yeah, um, and then the like, right I, Isaac is like the other day, he's like, you know, or you must have, uh, you know, you must have been like related to like somebody else. I'm like, God damn it. Don't tell me that. Yeah. I just want to think that I did this <laughs> on my own and not because I showed up as a related podcast. Anyhow, um, but it's going very well. I am currently awesome. um, doing uh, recaps of all of the episodes. Uh, I finished season three uh, last weekend. Uh, so I'm in season four now. I still got a race. Got a race to get these done. <laughs> <laughs> Because I want to be able to do some other episodes, like prediction episodes right, yeah. before it starts. Yeah, so, time, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can find that on Anchor and Spotify and iTunes. It's pretty much everywhere. Uh, I got an email for that. That's uh, geekythronescarl at gmail.com. Uh, my personal hander, handle on Twitter is at Nicole Tanner. Um, so Regina is head geek at the Geek Embassy and also hosts the Game on Girl podcast. Yes. And started a new what are you calling it? Game on Girl? Game on Girl on Go. Go. All right. Yeah. So my short solo episodes, also like an anchor podcast. Um, I'm trying to at least do weekly. I'm going to try to up that to twice a week um, when things mellow out a little bit. Um, but I went over and uh, went through the gamer types that I found in my dissertation. So the first few episodes focus on each one of the gamer types. The last episode that I recorded talked about do the gamer types get along? Um, because I'm a self gamer and my husband is a mastery gamer and there are games we don't play anymore. (laughs) So, um, I think what I'm going to do the next episode as is, um, games that all the gamer types like and can play together. (laughs) Cool. So you have an idea about that. So check that out and definitely check out Nicole's pieces on the geek embassy, Um, for about uh, Game of Thrones. And also, we're going to have a Valentine's Day special, um, which will probably be just out um, after when this episode comes out of how to write an effective sex scene, love scene, sex scene (laughs) by Jay, one of our writers. So definitely check that out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steven is editor, founder of Engaged Family Gaming. What's going on there, Steven? How many podcasts do you have now? Five? 
something well, like that. So we got two that are actively in production, and then we have three that are three. You know, we have more that are coming um, because I kind of figured out that I like podcasting. Um, <laughs> so the um, you know the, the two big ones. I mean, we have our our primary podcast, Engage Your Family Gaming Podcast, which is every other week. Uh, this week's a little bit delayed uh, because we're actually going to New York Toy Fair this weekend, so we're going to be recording oh. it on oh. the way home. Uh, Linda and I, we have a new permanent host. Uh, her name is Amanda. She's from superparent.com. Um, and so that has been a wild ride. Um, and the EFG Daily Commute comes out every day. Episodes are about 10 to 15 minutes long, and I cover a, you know, a very singular topic. Um, one day I covered two pop topics. I was a rebel, um, but that's kind of what we do. And that is also blowing up. So I'm very happy that people have found it. Um, yeah. So go to engagefamilygaming.com slash commute for the EFG daily commute. It's published. It's a perfect thing to listen to on your lunch break. <laughs> nice. Right after you listen to a uh, geeky Thrones girl. Um, yeah. And game on girl on the go. And game on girl. Yeah. That would, I mean, that would be a perfect lunch break. Cause it would be like, you know, yeah. three sets of 15 yeah. <laughs> or the drive home or the drive home <laughs> or the drive to, you know, whatever. All right. Um, okay. Well that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.